You're listening to Global Questions by YDS, an apolitical podcast that, as the name suggests, asks the big global questions, delving into topics that matter to you with the experts. From diplomats to humanitarians to students, I'm your host, Jen Markochi. Today, I'm sitting here with Saad Al-Haddad. Like, there was threat in front of us. There was weapons pointed at our faces, so it was real dangerous. Yeah, we had to make uh, a really huge move. We will be delving into his experience fleeing the Iraqi war, his journey to Melbourne, and the experience he had along the way. Saad was born in Baghdad, Iraq. He was granted refugee status here in Australia in September 2018 and is now looking to study a Bachelor of Business Information Systems. He received most of his education from Sky School in Amman, Jordan, after fleeing from Iraq with his family. He later became a facilitator teacher, leading the peace-building course at the school before coming to Australia. Most recently, Saad attended Sky School's hackathon in Singapore, where he provided invaluable contributions to a course on ethical leadership. Thank you for joining us today, Saad. Thank you for having me. How old were you when you and your family fled Iraq? I believe I was uh, 22. 20 years old? Yeah, 22. 22. Yeah. How did you feel leaving? Like, what were you doing at the time? For sure, it was not uh, that easy to leave. I settled in Jordan till I waited to grant the Australian visa, the Mediterranean visa to come here. Look, being honest, I love my country. I didn't want to leave it, for sure. I was uh, having a huge success there, getting graduated, uh, having my network with a couple of companies and organizations, but it's all has been destroyed just like that. But in Jordan, I worked on myself, did not surrender to the circumstances, worked in a couple humanitarian organizations, tried to get myself a degree as well, have been granted an internship, a scholarship, sorry, from a university called Regis. Things got very well there, very, very well. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I came here to Australia. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. When you were in Iraq, Mm. what were you studying at the time? A Bachelor of Business Administration. Mm. I reached the fourth year successfully. But that time, uh, I've been forced with my family to leave the country. And what was it like for you having to drop everything and just leave? There is no words that can describe the feelings, none as well. Look, it's it's not only a thing that I have to that I that I'm happy to pursue a degree myself, but it was a wish of my mother to see me graduate. So <laughs> it's a big drama in my mm. life, uh, still, yet till now. Mm. Yeah. When do you think you'll overcome this drama, or do you think it will? I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. No, yeah. uh, to be honest, I did not. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm in peace with it. But deep within, uh, no, I'm with. No, I'm not. Do you remember what actually changed whilst you were living in Baghdad? Do you remember any differences in your living situation as the war began or what kind of pushed your family to make the decision to actually leave? Look, we tried, before we were leaving, we tried to live in another city. That was a long time ago before we got threatened when there was some racism there, a real what huge racism. Uh, sorry? What city was it that you It was, uh, we tried to live in Erbil. We was in Baghdad. We tried to live in Erbil, but things did not go well. Look, racism keep going around and around in all the cities. That time, I can't tell how it is right now. 
I'm hearing things better there in El- in Erbil. Things really, really, really going well. But in my town, um, it was not that well. It's uh, really, really huge difficulties in moving my um, my school studies there. Last one year because of that. Uh, but then I finished my school, go back to Baghdad, enter just because to have uh, a university studies and. Uh, then I lost it in the fourth year. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's what, yeah, that's what happened. We tried before we leave. No one want to leave his or her mother country. No one want to do that. It's not easy. It's so hard. Uh, so many changes, so many financial difficulties, losing everything, leaving everything, your house, your family, the people you love, the country you love, the house you love. But life goes on. Yeah. You know? Did yeah. your family, did your whole family, like your extended family, all come yeah. to Jordan with you? Yeah. So you left no one behind? No, we left only my uncle. Mm. He's the only one uh, in Baghdad now. He actually helped help us a lot mm. when we got threatened. Uh, we stayed with in his house a couple of days. Who we were all, you threatened by? We can't actually tell, <laughs> right? Because there is many there is many groups there in Iraq. There is many, uh, yeah, many groups that are trying to threaten everyone. You know, if it is a religious uh, reason, if it is a financial reason, if it's a political reason, you can't tell. We couldn't tell. They they put they they were putting max on the faces, and we we had no issue with anyone. Um, yeah, we we were very peaceful. Uh, if you can hear uh, about the Christians in Iraq, we're always peaceful there, uh, and we love everyone. Just the thing that happened, you know, just just like that. You you can't tell. Yeah. How did they threaten you? They came to our house. Um, it's a long story, but. Um, just in summary, they came to our house. They came to our house, knocked the door, wearing masks. My dad and my uncle uh, went to see what is happening. So uh, they opened the door? They opened the door. Yeah. They uh, they hit them. Uh, both of my dad and my uncle get to the ground. Wow. Yeah. And then I followed them. They hit me as well. So then they threatened us. You, you know, you Christians, you're not allowed to stay here or something like that. It's not your country. Some of these where's that's going on that time and you have to leave as fast as possible so we grabbed we have you have to leave before before the night um so we grabbed everything we could and we left to my uncle's house uh, and where was your uncle's hmm? where was your uncle located it was located also in baghdad but in a very safe area okay. like it's, it's more safe area like the street he was in uh, was guarded by police there mm. from the inter and the exit so how come your street wasn't guarded? It was not guarded because the area, is, the whole area is not guarded. So it was a bit of like a, uh, like, like a, a zone that people knew. It's a, like a, a ver- spot. exactly like a suburb area. Like everyone knows everyone, uh, mm. but there is no guards there. There is nothing there. Okay. Yeah, that's why. But uh, in my uncle's street, there was guards there. Uh, yeah, we stayed there for a couple of days, uh, but then until we left to Jordan, and uh, yeah. So is that the only threat that you experienced? That's the highest one. Yeah. So you've mm. experienced more than that. Yeah. Sure. Wow. So sure. even the uni. Oh, at uni. Yeah, even the uni actually, uh, more twice or three times. I can't remember, but uh, didn't stop. I was committed to. <laughs> yeah. To graduate, I have to. Did like, a lot of your peers drop out, or? Um, uh, no, I, I don't know anyone who dropped out. I'm I'm the only one, and it was surprising. I was the fourth in the whole major. Uh, between uh, 1,000 students, um, it was very surprising for the for my friends there and uh, for the st- teachers there as well. So, so did your friends not experience being threatened? 
Uh, there was no Christians. <laughs> okay. No, there was only one. He did not yet. Uh, I w- we were only two Christians there in the class. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so it's very religious based. It's very religious based. Yeah, yeah exactly that time. Yeah, but mm. nowadays, um, no, it's not only about religious. Even uh, even Muslims people there, they got threatened as well. So, did your religion whilst you were studying in Baghdad? Did that have an effect on your relationships with people in school, even no. if it wasn't a threat? No. No. Uh, so what, how, how, what, what kind of effect do you mean? I don't know. Just like... Stay away from like, us or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just trying to understand, like, how deep does it go? Or is it just mm. these groups that come in and... Um, they just come in. Yeah. But no, uh, practicing my religion, my mother country, no, yeah. doesn't doesn't make people go uh, stay away from me or okay. something. yeah. And no, there is no such thing. Uh, in fact, there there is some very lovely people... Uh, from other religions, uh, getting close to us, want to meet us, trust us very well just because we are Christians. Uh, so kind of it was a privilege having a trust from other people being Christian there. From other sides, like getting a job, living a peaceful life. It's really ter- terrible. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure that would make it even harder to leave. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back. Do you love Global Questions? We are a new up-and-coming podcast that is run by young people for young people. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us a lot and it helps us gain the reach that we deserve. When those masked men came to your yeah. door, mm-hmm. was that the deciding factor in you guys leaving the city, your whole family leaving? Yeah, yeah. look, it was not the first threat. Uh, there was many threats happening, me and my family, all over the years. Uh, but that one was the biggest one of them all because it was mm-hmm. like face to face. It was there is, like there is threat in front of us. There is weapons pointed at, at our faces. So, it was real dangerous. Uh, now mm-hmm. we couldn't stand on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to make uh, a really huge move. Yeah. What were some other minor threats that you experienced? Uh, minor threats, uh, as I said before, in the universities. Uh, yeah, there was. Uh, there was one person who like uh, came with a couple of uh, people there, uh, shut down the sorry, closed the door of the class on me and start to beat me. He yeah. and one of them, yeah, uh, that 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 one of them, uh, one of That's them not also, mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one of them also. I was uh, going back from uh, uh, from the church and uh, people on the motorcycle followed me to people. So there was multiple things that happened. Uh, yeah. That's in addition as well. So there's multiple bombs exploded in front of my face, like very, like not, not that far away, you but can see uh, them. we could see them. Uh, when was when I was in the school, me and my friends, we, yeah, we run away and something like that. So there is a couple of things that happened there. We look, it's um, it's not right to say, but we got used to it that time. <laughs> uh, it becomes something normal. Um, not it's it's not normal, but when it's become. Uh, it's a habit, like a habit. Yeah. It's become like a habit. It's it's usual, like to happen when you go outside your home. When you hear a bomb exploded, when you when you see people pointing, threatening you or something, it's become something you know very normal. You don't you don't even care. Mm. That's how the people in my mother country right now they protesting against the government, and they not fearing anything. They're being killed. Uh, groups there, as I have been threatened, groups there right now. Uh, masked people, they threatening them, they killing them, throwing bullets at them, uh, gas bombs, everything at them, and they being killed. Uh, near to six hundred person has died. 
uh, in the October prostate nowadays. So in, in Baghdad. In Baghdad, right? It's 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 still going right now. Mm. Do you know any people that were involved in the protest? Uh, not personally, no. no. <laughs> not personally, no. But yeah. but the whole people there, the whole the whole people, the students stopped the the universities and going to the to the street there and you know trying to get a life not uh, for them maybe for their children for the future generations yeah mm. so when you left Baghdad you went to Jordan yeah and what was that journey like um like what were your feelings when what was like the stresses or what was were you excited to kind of just like get out and live a normal life no. or were you just like scared <laughs> like what were your emotions what were your emotions oh my emotions oh a lot of stress and a lot of sadness inside like too much sadness um i keep look until i left my until i left jordan i was every single day remembering my friends and remembering the people that i love the places that i was usually going going there in my mother country and I was like um, I won't lie to it and I will be very honest I will keep day by day I was crying and feeling a lot of stress in my heart and it was not easy Home at all sickness yes yeah. yes a lot of stress and a lot of sadness there um, even though you're surrounded by your family even though yeah you even just though, miss yes. the country I miss the country I missed uh, a couple of people that I love uh, I missed a lot of things. There is a good people in my country. The, look, the the people in my country, the real people, the real Iraqi, they're really nice. They're really, really generous and nice. Don't doubt it. <laughs> yes, no, it's not. Uh, look, it's uh, I, I don't doubt that. But uh, the thing is, um, it's just, uh, just the government, it's just the groups there. It's just uh, other countries around that it's infecting my country. No one's leaving Iraq. All the countries around just <laughs> affecting my country, trying to yeah. st- steal the the oil from my mother country and try to do as much as possible. Uh, but the real, really main people there, the people of the country, they're really nice and jurist. Yeah. How, so did Jordan feel maybe a bit temporary? Um, you knew that you were going to leave Jordan and go somewhere mm. else? Look, if Jordan... And if other countries, other Arabic countries, provide a uh, residential or something, <laughs> maybe people will consider it. Mm. I would consider it because I reached a success there. I had my networks. I studied. I had a diploma degree that's going on. And I'm working there as well. I worked as a refugee there and provided some things. So there was some success, but and you, uh, you're contributing to the community yes, as well. Exactly, and yeah. yeah so, um, how long were you there for? I was there for two years and seven months exactly. Wow! So it wasn't that temporary then. Uh, you would have built up your life like pretty. I could, yes, I yeah. could, but the country doesn't offer a residential for you know the Iraqis or maybe the Syrians as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you stayed there until you got approved for refugee status in Australia. Exactly. And when did you apply for that status? I applied like uh, maybe uh, two to three three months from my arrival to Jordan. Three months from my arrival. So I arrived Jordan in the, um, 2016 in March, mm. as I as far as I can remember. Three months from now, I applied a lodged uh, a lodged application with the the. Australia and um, me and my family and yeah 
hopefully it went well. Yeah. And what was the process like? Was it a long, like how many weeks did it take it was, your days? It was still long. Yeah. <laughs> Two years and seven months is not. Uh, oh no, just okay. like <laughs> submit the application. Was no. it like, was it a long process? Um, look, uh, when you submit the application, uh, you just wait for the file number, whatever it calls, and you keep like waiting away every single day for the embassy to call you. Uh, it was not that hard job. Look, the form thing, it was a very hard job to do. You have to be very, very specific there of the details. Okay, and for sure, definitely, you have to be very honest and uh, put everything there, put everything in the front of the Australian government and just let it go. And what are you writing on it? You write your story. Just you write. Where, you yeah, write like what where happened. You come from. Yes, right. where you come from. Um, you identify yourself. You and your family, uh, and you describe all the threats that happened to you, and especially the main one, and request from the Australian government uh, to look at you in the humanitarian way, um, just to have the the, the life that, that I'm living here. Um, I'm very thankful to the Australian government, especially for my family. Um, yeah, and we're here. So yeah, that was all, all, all of it. And uh, after the claim has been verified and you granted a, you know, um, an acceptance from the Australian government, you just do a, a, a meeting with the, where, with the Australian embassy there in Jordan. And that's that. That's the whole process. It's just the waiting and being afraid not to be refused or something. Just that's very huge stress that's going on every single day. Yeah. And do you have a big family like that? Maybe would have taken a while no. to coordinate. No, it's a very small family. Uh like uh, plus me, it's a five members. Five members. Do yeah. you have siblings or just one smaller? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then. So what was it like living in Jordan and like getting your feet back on the ground and creating like a normality to your life? Like how did you get involved in Sky School? And yeah, like tell me a bit about that. Um, first, the main involvement was uh, in a diploma degree uh, from Regis University. Uh, this Regis University, university um, cooperated with the JWL and What's JWL? It's Jesuit Worldwide Learning. Okay. And Jesuit Worldwide Learning cooperated with the JRS, Jesuit Social Services. Okay. So they provide this uh, diploma program to everyone, every refugee, regardless of their religion or if they even believe or not believe of anything. Um, we all, as a refugee students, on the diploma there. So when you finish the diploma, you can be specified on uh, business or social work or education. Uh, and still it's an American accredited uh, degree. It's a very amazing thing. Uh, after that, uh, while my studies, um, I tried to get into the the field of uh, volunteering and something, and that was successful. I got involved in uh, the JRS. I worked there. I worked with uh, Chiron. Uh, Chiron's a German organization as well, provide bridges to higher education, um, I got involved with the FCA. Um, What's FCA? FCA's Financial uh, Fin Church Aid. Okay. I believe, yeah. So, fin what church. made you like want to volunteer? Were you not able to work? I was not able to work. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, because uh, according to the Jordanian law, we are not able to work, but 
under a volunteer, you can get a some financial help, you know, for your travel, for your food or something like that. And this money you get, you can, you know, organize your life or something. So was your whole family volunteering? No, it's only me. <laughs> okay. So what were your other members doing? Um, my family was just uh, waiting there. Mm. Uh, my uncle uh, actually had a heart attack in Jordan. He couldn't, wow. Yeah, he couldn't bear it. Uh, but... Uh, Thanks to God and the the medic medicine there, it's really good in Jordan. Uh, he he got uh, he got a uh, surgery there, and he's good. He's trying to recover now in Australia. Uh, my whole family just went through a lot of stress. Uh, they couldn't bear it, especially my brother, my youngest brother. But uh, maybe me, I was uh, more able to overcome. Uh, just determined, probably. Yeah, maybe to help yeah. your family. <laughs> Yes, someone has to do something. Yeah, exactly. As I'm doing right here. Yeah. Yeah. So your uncle was that the one that helped you a lot? No. No. That no. He, he's another one. He's uh, okay. he's not married. He's he's old. We just uh, he lived with us all our lives, so we we take care of him. Thanks for listening. If we've sparked your interest, or you want to hear more about a certain topic, contact us via our socials, website, or the link in the description. This is Global Questions, and thanks for listening.